I didn't yawn. I saw you yawning. I know. I definitely <laughs> didn't yawn. I was probably like this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Wow. Wow. So good. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of got it. That's kind of got it. Uh, welcome back to the Decent Human Podcast. My name is Evan. I'm Jenny. <laughs> I'm Chris. Great. And we have a very special guest with us today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, guys. I'm Deandra. Thank you for joining welcome, us today. Welcome, thank you, welcome. Thank you. Thank no you for problem. joining us. Well, Deandra, we are so excited to have you on our podcast today. Thank you. Let let the people know, who are you? Who is, <laughs> who is she? Who, who is this girl? Um, wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, hey Do we have time for all that? <laughs> we have time. Um, honestly, I like that you asked me that question. I'm changing. Yeah. I feel like people previously know me from The Bachelor mm -hmm. and Bachelor in Paradise, and like that's been my image. And that's not who I am anymore. Yeah. And not in the sense that like, I'm not the same girl that you saw on television, but I feel like I'm coming into this new season of life and that's why I'm in California. Um, so I don't know, I'm still discovering myself. I love that. Yeah. Amazing, How long yeah. have you been here then? In Cali, um, on and off since March. So I would go between California and Dallas. I was like jumping from sublease to sublease and now I found a spot that I'm gonna be here until like December. So you can kind of like sink in a little yeah. bit and get to know LA. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> LA, I was telling her earlier, LA is like a complicated place to me because mm -hmm. every single city is so different within LA. Totally. Mm -hmm. right? And LA itself, yeah. And wasn't, I think, that going back to your speech that you gave on your panel, didn't the senator say there's like 83 cities or something like that within Los Angeles itself? Yeah, something yeah. crazy like that. It's but so you're absolutely right. Place. It's all very different. You go to Santa Monica, it feels yeah. one vibe. You go to Venice, it's a different vibe. Then you go to Culver City, Marina Del Rey. You go all the way out to the boonies where he lives. Where is he? He lives in the valley in the show. Oh, the valley. Yeah. Hear about the valley. The no, people no, no, no. You, you stay out of the valley. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to come out here? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know the hill that everybody talks about going it, over the hill? It, yeah. They actually put that there to separate us valley people <laughs> yeah. from the other side. I'm starting to realize, I feel like the people in the valley like know something that the people not in the valley don't know. Yeah, it's called the cost of living. <laughs> I really think that's it though. Yeah. You might be onto something. I just don't want to live in that yeah. like death trap of a valley. It's like 115 <laughs> on the summers. Hey, right now it is gorgeous. It's nice and cool. You guys get like negative 15 in the winter. Yeah. Snow. It just snows. Yeah. We just get all sorts of <laughs> seasons out there. We got like Wait, 32 you did seasons. Have a power plant issue, right? It was a gas leak. Yeah. So you said, oh my yeah. gosh. It was yeah. an, it see? Was a... That's why you don't live in the valley. No. We but the Kardashians said, live there, don't they? Yeah. I live next door to them. <laughs> Y'all have the Kardashians. That's not true. Yeah. We, we, share, <laughs> we share a driveway. Uh, <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> I don't live in that part of the valley, but yes, they, they do live out there. It's it's up and coming. It's check it out. Yeah, yeah, check, yeah, don't check, check it, it out. out. Don't check I'll, it out. Maybe next year. I'll, I'll do the valley. So yeah. I know you kind of mentioned that you're on the show. Mm -hmm. You're in this transformation phase right now. Right. But maybe share with us a little bit about your experience on The Bachelor. Um, you know, just want to hear a little bit about that. Okay. Um, so I went, was on season 24 of The Bachelor. It was Peter Pilot Pete season. Um, I like reality TV. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that was like the healthiest environment for me because like the concept of the show is mm -hmm. 30 girls, one guy, mm -hmm. and like you're competing for this person's love. And I think that there's like this misconception that you can truly be yourself in a, in a setting like that. Yeah. yeah. And you can't. Mm. Like, yeah. Imagine. That's gotta be impossible to it like is. not um, even. Now was this like, was going on The Bachelor, was that something that you 
sought after? Were you casted? Were you like, what, what was that process like? Um, so a little bit of both. So I always knew like in my back of my head, like I was telling him earlier, like I wanted to be like an actress. I wanted to be on television. Mm -hmm. I just loved the camera. And so um, I, someone, I would never watch The Bachelor. Like mm -hmm. I didn't really know what it was. Like yeah. I've heard of it, little Chris stuff. Chris is a big fan. He watched no, it. A huge not. fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even watch it. It's a it. Okay, so like, just to preface everything, I don't watch it at all. And I watch The <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise because we have a friend who's on there. So that's the only, Who? that's the only, Victoria. Oh. But, but that's literally it. That's the the extent of everything. I knew nothing. That's not what you were saying. I saw your watch history. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, go on. Um, so I had just uh, recently got out of relationship. All of my college experience, I was in a four year relationship, and his sister was actually like, "There's this show called The Bachelor. Like, you should just apply as a joke." Mm -hmm. And so I just like jokingly applied. I did like the craziest thing because you have to write like a, write a bio about yourself. They and I loved like, it. They oh yeah, they did. I'm <laughs> sure that was like they exactly the what they wanted. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I did like the craziest thing. Like I wrote in caps and like kind of like how I speak. Like yeah. is how I was typing. So really? I was like typing in like caps and like lowercases and like mixing up the. And they're like, okay. Um, I got a call like three weeks later. Like, hey, like this is blank from The Bachelor, and I was like so shocked. Um, and then it was just like one step after the other, and yeah. somehow I made it to the finals and. I was the on girl. The show. I was on the show. That's cool. That's that's crazy. Do you remember like specific examples that were just kind of you over exaggerated or anything you put into your audition essay? I think that was like when I was like in my bad girls club era. Like, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, like <laughs> when you're like watching Bad Girls Club, and that's like how I kind of envision reality TV. Yeah. Not that that's how I am at all. Yeah. Um so I used to love that show. <laughs> it was amazing. It was, it was great television. I don't even remember specifically, but I think I was something like, I'm not the kind of girl you would mess with. Like if you mess I up, I'm it. gonna it. speak my voice. <laughs> All the tips. Okay. Yeah. If you want any tips to get out of yeah. there, just talk crazy. I feel like they just want controversy yeah. to like to No, for sure. You know, so yeah. Yeah. It's drama. They have to create drama. Yeah. yeah. That's why I watch Love Island. You know? I, I like Love Island. I love Love Island. You love it. I, I got addicted to it over the pandemic. I blame okay. the pandemic. It's COVID's fault. Yeah. People caught COVID. I was. caught Love Island. <laughs> so it was, I went through UK. I went through Australia. The US version There's came out. There's a lot of episodes too. For you, that's a lot of hours. Is it like three spent. a week or something like that? What? They're, no, they're like every day. There's like 50 episodes per season. Oh, wow. It's insane. And guess what? I watched them all. <laughs> yeah, you love it. I love, love it. Was, it was great. Uh, it's good TV. But okay, so you you get on the show, mm -hmm. and now obviously you said you weren't going after reality TV. It wasn't something that you wanted to be on, essentially. But you you were there, and then you kind of talked about it, like where you can be yourself on a show like that. But it wasn't really the case. Why is that? So I think that you you can to a certain degree. So like mm -hmm. when you're competing for. Think of the concept of The Bachelor. So it may not be someone that you would even date in real life. Like you don't necessarily know. Like in mm -hmm. our case, we didn't know till the day before it was Pilot Pete. Mm -hmm. Like it was like a toss up between who it was going to be because at that time they were trying to figure out The Bachelor. Um, so it becomes like competitive in your mind. Mm -hmm. Like how can I convince this guy who might not even like me in real life? Mm -hmm. But like convince mm -hmm. him to yeah. keep me around a little bit? Yeah, to convince him to keep me around and like to make sure that I'm doing enough because in real life like you wouldn't. I, me shooting my shot, I say this all the time. I'm like, I'll look at you and then it's like, that's it. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to do anything. So it was like this. That's thing. really hard to put yourself out there in that way and then know that like thousands, well, hundreds of thousands of people are going to watch you be yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. Bachelor Nation is a crazy thing. But, it's a crazy thing. Well, then thing. also I'm thinking like, I, I know how it is when like I'm a certain way just by myself, but right. when I have a camera on me, you freeze up. So yeah. then you have to 
also over, overcome that part of it too, right? You do. And honestly, like the first day I was like a little weirded out, like it's like cameras, but after that you kind of get don't notice it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And it more so becomes like, you'll have producers all around you, but it's almost like they're not there because you're mm. so focused on the goal. Mm. And so in the case is like, how can I get Peter's attention? Like, how can I stand out? So yeah, anytime so, he goes So what was your strategy going into it? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, the yeah, sports wanna, question. Yeah. What's your strategy? <laughs> Analogy, let's go back to sports, like football <laughs> strategy. Yeah, so I think the... The first round, because I've been on, I was on Bachelor and then I was on Bachelor in Paradise. So I think my first time on The Bachelor, I didn't have a strategy. And I know other girls did. And I wasn't hip to like the reality world. So I didn't know that you needed to come in and like know the role you were going to play and like understand how you were navigating it. Mm -hmm. I was like really naive. And I think that's part of the reason I got sent home so early. Yeah. Like I went home like week four. Oh, okay. I just wasn't doing enough. Yeah. yeah. I probably wasn't connecting enough i wasn't that's crazy because like you're probably doing more than anyone would in, in oh, an actual sure. dating situation because you don't have to do that much to just yeah connect with someone sometimes right but then you also still have those girls that do nothing and they make it all the way to the end like they do the opposite of everything and it's like they some, play hard to get kind of a thing uh, yeah and it's almost like it's way easier for them to move forward yeah and i always say like this is a conversation like bachelor nation needs to have in general is like we see elite or like the contestants that always make it to the end all look very similar yeah mm. and it's like the girls who don't look so similar it's like way harder for us to like find connections and like make it towards the end yeah. um so yeah i think that's also something that they need to consider whenever they cast people yeah so you had that experience then you go on to bachelor in paradise what was the time frame between like bachelor and bachelor in paradise so bachelor was 2019 and we had covid so okay. we weren't even able to film usually it's like back to back that they film so we went back in 2021 to mm -hmm. film for Bachelor in Paradise. Wow, okay. Yeah, so it was a long break over so here. So when you go back to film, so you had your experience at Bachelor, mm -hmm. then you go into Bachelor in Paradise. Mm -hmm. What was, did your mindset change going into the second show? Yeah, I think I was like, I'm gonna like show way more of my personality. Cause the mm -hmm. first time I was like nervous. I was like a little bit of a wreck. I was like not knowing how to navigate. Well, now you got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm an OG, yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I got a game plan. I was talking to Chris, coach. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, ne this time around, I'm going to show my personality. I'm going to say what I think and like still be really authentic to myself, but like get out what I'm thinking in my head mm -hmm. so that people can hear it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was way better. And when it comes to reality TV, I think always be yourself mm -hmm. and like always speak your mind, because if you don't, there's a way for it to be edited where it might not necessarily look like something that you intended for it to look like. Mm -hmm. That if makes that sense. Makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you're also going from one guy to like multiple guys. Yeah. What's the difference with with even trying to compete in that in that direction? I mean, or the dynamic uh, shift yeah, of that. Yeah. It is it's a dynamic shift, but at the same time it's still really stressful cuz I don't like I feel like Love Island's different. I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like in Bachelor in Paradise I can describe it. Yeah, yeah, you can describe it. <laughs> he can break it down. A whole presentation. Um, you're still you still have that stress to like compete and like find a guy really quick and like even at, you're watching this recent season, it's like day 1 people were like it's intense. Like I'll be like, I don't like this. Like, yeah, it's so I think you intense. would do good on no, a I show don't, like no. that. Would you I ever go? No, I think you never you would. Do it. No, I would not do you it. You would do it. I would not I do think it. You would do I would, it. I, Why? I, I would just pay would big not. money to see that. I just that's not really something I'd want. I, to go I would on. shoot that show for free. <laughs> if you were on, like a thousand percent. Because like I, you've heard it here. Uh, <laughs> John's like no. It takes a while to warm up and be comfortable, like in that sort of scenario. Yeah, it does. It would just be a mess. That's interesting. So, okay. So I, I haven't seen Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. So, but I'm getting the sense that it's similar to like Love Island. Sorry to keep going back to it, but it's, you have a group of guys, group of girls, mm -hmm. and then they come together and you try and 
partner up? So yeah, essentially it's group of guy, group of girls, and there's always like a slightly uneven number. Mm. So like oh. someone's going to get so cut the if loner. there's no pair. Exactly. Yeah. So there's always going to be like, so usually like the guys have the roses first or something like that. So yeah. it's like, there's going to be uh, more girls than guys. Okay. And so like at the end of the week, the guys are going to hand out the roses and then whatever girls are left over, go home. And mm -hmm. then they'll send more guys and the, or, or yeah, more guys. And then there'll be more guys, less girls. So like flip flops and then whoever's the excess gets cut. Mm. That's like a different kind of stress. That's like when you're in like high school and Kickball? you're getting picked for a team yeah. and you don't get like, no. it's a lot. It's like <laughs> mentally toxic. I'm like, yeah. Going back to like my childhood comedy. Like, everybody scoot in. Yeah. Jenny's up. Yeah. <laughs> I was not athletic when I was like young. You wouldn't know that now. You'd but. kick ass. So. You wouldn't know that. Yeah, she's a badass boxer. So she's like, yeah, that's like traumatizing yeah. a little bit. How do you like come out of that and be like not affected by one being judged like all the time by people? Because you're constantly putting yourself out there and having people pick you apart right. one just because you're on tv but then you're in this group setting where it's like you have to compete and all that yeah, yeah. um mentally i feel like a lot of people come off the show with like some kind of trauma and mm -hmm. like me myself i definitely did and it's not something i talk about a lot because i like got less airtime than some of the other people so i feel like people with more airtime there's like the assumption that like you have to work out stuff more because mm -hmm. you're getting more judgment but i mm -hmm. feel like we all go through a process of like post-show like it's like this weird anxious mm -hmm. it's not i wouldn't say like depression but it's like you come out of it and it's like what is life yeah, yeah. yeah. like because you're in this like weird bubble of like a different reality for a while and then you have to go back into normal life and then navigate the effects of what just happened on the show what would you say were some of the things you had to deal with um so one of them is just like getting used to this is I'll like separate it. So one of them is the actual physical of like getting away from the show. So like you're always mic'd up, like there's always producers around mm -hmm. and like going from that transition to like it just cuts off and like you're back to normal life. There's no cameras. There's like no mics. In my situation, I never have talked about this. But one time, like when I was fresh off the show, um, I was hanging out with some friends and I was drinking and I, I got drunk. And they said that I was like freaking out, like I'm mic'd up, like they're going to hear uh, what we're saying. Like, and I was no. really drunk and I didn't remember it the next day. And my friends were like, are you, are you good? It's like PTSD. Yeah. yeah. And it's so weird for me because it's like, I was there, you know, not as long as some of the other ones, but I was like, I guess like my brain had like this residual, like you're mic'd up, like be careful be what careful you're what saying. You say. yeah. It's going to get aired. Like, yeah. be careful, you know? Mm. Um, and then another thing is like the judgment from the show. Mm -hmm. um, some girls get like Victoria, she got it horrible. Like when we were on the bachelor and it's like the fact that she was able to like recover and come back, like kudos to her. Cause that was really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, dealing with people like picking you apart, saying you're not good enough or like the way that you're portrayed mm -hmm. on the show is yeah. not necessarily always up to you if, you know, you were, you were naive and you weren't yourself. Yeah, it's never really up to you. You're kind of playing a role. Like they put you in these <clears throat> caricatures And you don't yourself. really have any control over like how things are edited and put together too. So it yeah. can just come out that, a that's whole a big different piece of it. way. Yeah. And that's why I say like be authentic. Like mm -hmm. one thing that I wouldn't do is like I wouldn't feel pressure from the producers to do anything that I wouldn't do. So like anyone who does and does do something that they wouldn't do, I'm like, that you stress. Yeah. Yeah. You need to kind of deal with that morally because that's something <laughs> yeah. that you have to decide in the yeah. place like that's crazy. If someone tells you to do something. And this is something we've been talking about a lot lately, but how do you handle the criticism, mm -hmm. just feedback of anything? Like it's like, oh, I didn't like yeah. the way I was portrayed or like certain people were saying certain comments on, on this scenario that how like how do you deal with that? Um, I mean, honestly, like recently I got a lot of hate online and a recent situation I was in and 
it was really hard for me. So I think some people like I deal with it by like not acknowledging it because mm -hmm. I don't like to feed into things because the more you like try to give back or like say something or make a statement, like the more people take that and twist it and run with it. Mm -hmm. um, so I dealt with it like by kind of staying offline. Yeah. And it's really hard because it makes you not if you're a content creator, you don't want to post content. Yeah. You mm -hmm. don't want to like uh, like it takes away from your creative spirit. And it honestly affected me for like weeks and weeks yeah. and weeks. Really? Was it about the show? Yeah, it was just was? like stupid show drama. Like yeah. I was seen with someone and they're like, oh, this person and this person is dating. And yeah. like that person had just come off an engagement. And I'm like, this is so far from the truth. Just yeah. the things that people make up yeah. from nothing. And it's like the things they were calling me like a homewrecker, like a skank. Like how could, and I'm like, <sighs> you guys don't even you know, know me. This is I, I feel like people forget that they... You, I mean, people on reality TV, they're still real people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's still a normal person that you'd see going down the street and right. they're just, their life is being broadcasted. Yeah. And it doesn't give anyone permission to no. like start calling names and stuff. But that's with social media in general. And I feel like we have this problem with society where people are forgetting that we're not avatars. Like yeah. these people that you see online, like you, 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 mm -hmm. like yep. just because maybe people don't see you in person, they just assume that you're like this avatar and like the things that you comment on their pictures and videos that they'll never see. I'm like, this is my Instagram. I'm going to see everything yeah. that you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Everything and, that you're And it affects me personally. Yeah. Like we if were, you... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Like if you wouldn't say something to someone in person, don't say it online. I agree. No, exactly. We, so I'm not like an influencer. I have no following. But like, you influence. You influence. Because, in your own way. Because yes. of this pot, like, podcast, we started getting our first like hate comments really? or like negative comments. And yeah, we did. That's <laughs> How? It's like, I'm looking at you. And I'm, I'm just like so floored by some of the things we get. I'm like, really? Like the people will be like, wow, a whole minute with nothing intelligent said. And I'm like, or like someone will be like, <laughs> I can't believe watch. these people are giving anyone advice. This girl is 40 and done nothing. I'm like, first of all, I'm not 40. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see like, that one. You don't know anything about me. Yeah. Like, but it's interesting to see just because you always bring it back to trying to understand the psychology of like why these people feel the need yeah. to say the negative things and do the things that they do. So like trying to understand what's going on on their end. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time it's just a reflection on themselves. Oh, for sure. It has nothing to do with mm -hmm. you or you or you or anybody. You know, it's just a reflection on how they're feeling about themselves in that current time. A hundred percent. Because I think about it like me as a normal person that I am right now. I don't have the time or capacity or care about anyone else's life enough to comment something on their video like, you look so, uh, I don't want yeah, yeah, exactly. But that doesn't even cross your mind, That right? doesn't, no. Just, uh, so I'm like, what mentally are you guys going through that I affect your life to that degree yeah. where you need to comment yeah. something hateful or you affect someone's life for being your age and for yeah. being funny? People yeah. are just, I mean, I, I deal with this a lot from work. Um, we have like a discord of thousands of people that, and they're just like online 24 seven. They like live in this, discord internet community and so there's always like crazy comments going around and i just think it's it's people that don't have something outside of that like some other outlet i think they just get sucked into this yeah. like black hole and like someone else saying something can really put them into a spiral and then they just attack everyone yeah. is what i've seen y'all need hobbies <laughs> that's that's what it boils down healthy to outlets. healthy outlets healthy outlets and some therapy <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you get off bachelor in paradise mm -hmm. and when is the transition to move to la um so it was a while after actually so i got off paradise um in 2021 like the summer of 2021 and i didn't come to la till march of 2022 so this year um it wasn't like from it wasn't like show related or anything mm -hmm. like that because you know a lot of girls go on the bachelor then all of a sudden like they're moving to la and it's like sure. wait how what are you guys doing like yeah. i wasn't a lead so i'm not coming to la because of my you know 
to, to kind of transition from reality TV to continue acting or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Like no. I've always wanted to be like a host or like a television mm -hmm. personality. I can see that for you. Yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be good. Uh, I yeah. would love to do that, but it's like maintain, this is the reality that maybe some like influencers talk about, but it's like working full time to maintain, but like chasing your dream. Mm -hmm. And it's like this weird dance where like I'm 26 and I feel like I'm like society's telling me I'm getting older and that I need Crazy. to like, you know, really like get down to what I'm trying to do. And so I'm like balancing this full-time job and it's in pharmaceutical sales, which is completely different from content yeah. creation or television. Sure. It's like you're living like a double life, like yeah. two different Like a secret worlds. agent. No, literally. <laughs> and it's like, it takes away like the creativity and like the fun from the content creation and the yeah. things I want to do because they're two completely different industries. Mm -hmm. Like how do you, you can't mix. Yep. Um, so from like nine to six, my brain's in pharmaceuticals. And then after that, if my brain doesn't shut off, I'm like, how can I like make my other yeah. dreams come true? Yeah. yeah. So, so what, what kind of content are you trying to create, you know, after your nine to five, nine to six job? Um, so right now, like I'm trying to like, as far, I'm trying to build my following on mm -hmm. me on socials just in general. So it's like, I like a lot of like, um, wellness and mm -hmm. health and mental health and confidence and right speaking on. and engagement, stuff like that. Um, I'm not like necessarily like a beauty influencer or yeah. anything like that, but I just like to talk to people. Like yeah. that's the thing. So like on my page, like I'll just talk about whatever interests me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that even probably plays in your favor for pharmaceutical sales too. If you like talking to people, yeah. you're probably good at that. Yeah. How, how'd you get in, how'd you get into that? What was that? Because I think we were talking offline earlier mm -hmm. and you were just saying like, you know, going from transition from the bachelor and you would see a lot of people like try and ride the coattails off of that. Right. Like you entered the corporate world. Yeah. Now, what was that like? You know? And job. yeah, I feel like it's, it's kind of weird because when you're working in such like a professional corporate setting mm -hmm. and you're a reality television personality, it heavily affects. And so I'm inside sales. So I'm not outside sales, which is like kind of a different industry. Like my coworkers and stuff will talk about the show, or I feel like it's preventing me from growing within the company. Like I literally think that. Yeah. Do you think the that they don't take you as serious because of like your history with the show? A hundred percent. I feel like really? moving yeah. into a different. I came like luckily I went to the show um, Paradise with this job, so I was already in it before I re went back. But I feel like if I went to Paradise and then tried to get into this position, I wouldn't get it. Mainly because people don't take you seriously. I think that's so odd. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that's probably a common thing where you go on a reality TV show and then you're kind of looked at kind of like we were talking about the avatar, like yeah. you're that person only. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, no, that's just you when you're not at work. Right. Like you're, or even you're having just fun. Like, one set. like we all have different like yeah. depths to us. We're yeah. If you right. saw me at the bar, you would never hire me for a professional <laughs> job. Like right. it's, no, just, it's, it's true, right? <laughs> but, it, but it's true. And it, it's like people forget that when you're on that show, it's, it's entertainment. Mm -hmm. And then right. you're also a normal, professional, organized person yeah, that right. can hold a conversation and, you know, build a professional career. Yeah. yeah. It's insane to me. It is. It's really confusing to me because it's like even in the corporate world, people go to happy hours together. So mm -hmm. like you'll go from being corporate and then jump off the job and like yeah. have drinks and laugh and <laughs> yep. like do weird like, stuff. They're doing yeah. the same thing you're seeing on the shows. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just happen on to camera. do it in, yeah. in the public eye. And it's not like I did anything crazy. It's not like I was on there like naked, like yeah. doing, you swearing a lot. It's like, just the fact that you were on it. Yeah. Right? Period. I know. So it's like, it, how do you weave and navigate? I was only on one reality TV show. What was it? Past. <laughs> this is, this is going to age me. Uh, it was called disaster date. I Wait, I know this. <laughs> Do you remember it? Do you oh, remember the show on MTV? Is this serious? No, it, yeah, this is, this is this dead serious. serious. This we even mentioned this Wait. earlier when we were 
you're talking about. He's been married for like 10 years. Uh So this this is is before then. (laughs) This is before then. I'd love that. So I was on a show called Disaster Date. Now, it was only one episode, which is why it didn't affect me long term. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And it was only a 60 minute whatever. Uh, So the whole premise of Disaster Date, I don't know if you remember it. I don't know. I remember, but I can't remember exactly how. So you get set up on a blind date Mm -hmm. and you have to last an hour. And for every minute you're on the show, you get a dollar. So it's $60 oh. total is the Ooh. grand prize. You did the show for $60. Well, no, yeah, you, you went out for free. free. You went out for free. free. And if I last, but I had no idea. So I get <laughs> set up on a blind date. So a friend types in and kind of like submits an essay mm-hmm. or something about you. And says like, this is what Evan likes, doesn't like, and all the things that turn him off. I don't know. And he wrote that like, oh, Evan doesn't like girls that fart, that <laughs> like belch. Like, you know, just like weird <laughs> Like, that's what he t- he wrote in there. So when I get set up on this blind date, and I knew something was fishy, because they they call me, and they're like, hey, Evan, this girl wants to meet you, and they're going to send a, a car to pick you up and take you to whatever. And I live in a dorm. I was like 19. And I was like, what? Like a child. Yeah, I was like, what are you, they're going to send a car? Like, that's crazy. So I remember getting in the car, too, and he, he was like, oh, yeah, well, she's from some rich family or something. I was like, shoot, am I, like, super underdressed? Like, do I need to get flowers? And they're like, no, 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 no. So I started asking questions to this guy that was the driver and he was just like uh, uh I could tell I was making him super nervous because he had no answers um so I knew something was fishy I walked into this place and throughout the entire hour this girl was like leaning on her back farting into midair what? like sp- like chewing up food <laughs> spitting it into her spoon trying to feed me she was also like 6'2 she was a very pretty girl oh. but very, then she was just like an actor right she was an actor <laughs> but it's just like and I remember this too it was really funny when it aired my dad told me when after she was like spitting the food he was just like I would have just taken the bite <laughs> John, John, you need to find this footage. Back's a bitch. What's up, MTV? My name's Merlin, and I'm setting my boy Evan up on a disaster date. One time, Evan set me up on the worst blind date ever. The girl was so rude, she slapped the waiter. Now it's time to get it back. What do you do? Trying to just be a full-time student. Well, what are you studying? Kinesiology. Trying to become a physical therapist someday. Do you want some? Oh, uh, no, I'm like birds. I can chew some for you. It's really good for you. Put some on the fork and offer it to him. I can put it on a spoon. Oh, oh no, I'm okay. (laughs) I'm really okay. You sure? Yeah, I'm definitely okay. Choo choo! Money back Dude, then. it was 60 bucks, <laughs> and I got uh, as much red vines and monsters as I could possibly drink. Oh, the, your heart. Oh, so great. I was <laughs> just li- living the dream. Um, but that was my only stint on reality TV. That is amazing. But I'm it didn't it affect did, me yeah. long term. <laughs> I'm glad it didn't Imagine if that followed you around. <laughs> 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 It's just like, it did. (laughs) Remember, it followed me like a year or two afterwards. Someone recognized me from the show. I was a waiter and I was like serving them. And they're like, oh, are you? And actually here, this is a great example, I guess. It it did affect me where people assume that you're doing something in that realm after reality TV, even though mine was just one episode for 30 minutes, 60 minutes. I was serving them food and they're like, aren't you that guy from Disaster Date? And I was like, how do you know that, first of all? 
because I think the episode was called like Evan loves a scientist or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, and this is and, so and, fascinating. <laughs> and it was, uh, they were like, Oh, so are you an actor? I'm like, no. And like, how much did you make from that? You probably made a lot of money. And I'm like, no, yeah. I'm waiting tables. <laughs> and I, I didn't do, do anything from that, but it's even from that small piece of it, there was already this correlation of, like, Oh, you must be doing something else. And having just a normal job is loses its wow factor to people where everybody else has a normal day-to-day job. But if you're on TV and then you transition to having yeah. a corporate job, all of a sudden that wow factor is gone. Exactly. And even though like for your case, pharmaceutical sales, that's it's a great, great profession. Yeah. Huge accomplishment. Yeah. Thank you. Loving other drugs. Love that movie. <laughs> Jake <Jill and> all. <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Great movie. <laughs> I'll watch that. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, to your point that it's like people think that just because you go on reality television, like all of a sudden, like you're this millionaire, like you're moving yeah. to Lo- Los Angeles. You're, you're going like, to like instant yeah. influencer, like you're getting all the brand deals and people sending you stuff. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it happens. Like, I, again, some of the leads, sure. like it really did change their life. But I'm like the people who weren't the leads, it's like worst of working jobs or like we still have to figure out and navigate. And there's like this pressure on us mm-hmm. to maintain like this perfect image mm-hmm. that we're not just like regular Mm -hmm. anymore. Were you creating content prior to even going on The Bachelor in general? Or is that something that you started doing after the fact? No, so I always, like even before going on The Bachelor, like I still wanted to do the television thing. So I'd like started a YouTube and I was like really passionate about content creation because I wanted to like take it to TV. But after The Bachelor, we signed a contract. And so I really couldn't do like the YouTube thing anymore. Oh, they they don't let you? No, because it's a competing channel. So like YouTube oh. is like considered like its own network technically or like wow. channel. Yeah. Didn't even know that. Yeah. Didn't know yeah. that either. That's I wonder right. if that translates now to like Instagram because Instagram TV yeah, and sure. that kind of stuff. Are you still under contract right now? Or no? I'm not. But I think that um, when it for people who are doing content creation prior to The Bachelor, I think that they can put amendments in their um, contracts yeah. where it's like I can still content create because this is like my full time job. job. Yeah. But it wasn't my full time job before. So I they're see. like, nah, you can't. And you can't take certain brand deals and things like that. Um, yeah, I always wanted to do it. So before I was still making content. Yeah. But Yeah. And then so you were mentioning like now you're in this transformation stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you doing during this transformation stage of yours? Mm-hmm. Like what steps are you taking there? Um, so I was telling her I got a reading yesterday. A and reading? yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to hear about like that. A, reading. Yeah. a card reading. Yeah. Okay. Um and so like, I don't know, like spiritual like tarot cards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's like, I'm religious. So yeah. it's like this, I'm like a, a oh. universe God kind <laughs> yeah. of person. Like yeah. I do like both. Like I, yeah. I think it's, it's kind of like, both. I yeah. think yeah. that it's okay for people to believe in multiple things at the end of the day. Right. It's what gets people through the day to know yeah. that there's something, the universe, God, whatever it is that is out there like watching for you or the reason. Yeah. That why can't happen. you merge it? Yeah. yeah. Well, some people call it the universe some people call it God, like whatever you mm-hmm. call it. I read this meme the other day, like those two. And then in the streets, they call it vibes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's vibes. Good. <laughs> it's, it's vibes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I got a vibe fate. reading the other day. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. yeah. A vibe reading. I got a vibe reading. Um, and she was talking about, she was like basically asking like, do you feel lonely? Like, she, I got like the snake card and she was like I feel like you're in a transformation stage where you're shedding this old skin like I don't know what kind of phase in life you are right now it's like a lot of solitude and I complain to all my friends who live in Dallas and different places like I'm so lonely like I live by myself I came to a city where it's like I don't know a ton of people mm-hmm. and I've had a lot of time by myself and because I have time by myself like I've never had a time like this in my life no. it's mm-hmm. a really good growth stage to like right. learn how to be alone with yourself I liked was well that everyone was alone during COVID but I was like alone 
alone weeks because <laughs> yeah. i lived alone and it was just yeah. me and my dog for like and there'd be weeks where i didn't talk to a single like actual person right and like i got really comfortable with being alone and now i live alone and i'm chilling i'm still single alone whoever's watching this it's, is it's also about the company too oh, that you okay. keep right yeah like it's like i felt i've had those times but now i even though i'm still like living alone and I don't have a dog or anything but like you got I me. feel like I have but like it's the you company that you have yeah. Yeah. you yeah. have us yes. yeah but a lot, a lot of it is about the company that you keep yeah. and like it's here. here in LA especially it's like we've talked about this multiple times but it's so hard it's so hard until you find like your core group of people mm-hmm. to yeah, really LA's feel clicky yeah I feel like you know you, you once you find your click it's it's pretty solid but to get in it takes it's probably really like we, difficult. We've talked about this. Like yeah. it takes like three to five years in mm-hmm. general She's just like, to really oh, start. No, don't yeah. tell me that. <laughs> no, you found out so you're Six months later, you're good. No, but uh, I've noticed one thing about LA about just like the way that some of the people work is like when I meet someone new, like any of like these influencer events that I go to, they're always like, "What's your Instagram?" Like mm, it's not yeah. even like, "What's your name?" Then, it's nope. not like, "How are you? Where are you from?" It's like, "Hey, like, what's your Instagram?" Like it's when like I'm a, right in front like of you. It's like an yeah. instant valuation of it you. Is. Right? Rather than have a conversation in, with the person here, it's like, okay, let's go take it back online yeah. and not actually communicate. Yeah, it's like, I'm let sorry, me learn yeah. about you by scrolling really quick. <laughs> and no, not worth my time. <laughs> no. And I think <laughs> that's the most... We don't vibe. <laughs> it's the most really awkward weird. thing ever. And I'm like, I don't even like collecting people's Instagram in real life. So like, I'm not going to like, I'm not the kind of person. It's like, what's your Instagram? Let's follow each other. I think no. that's so corny. It is I'm like, what's your number? Mm. Hi, can I have yeah. your number? Like the um, normal, old fashioned. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You are. <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, that's not normal to be like, hey, let me look at a second reality of you when you're right in front of yeah. me True. to figure out like what you have going on. Yeah, I mean, imagine like in the when because I know like the metaverse is coming. In. Imagine people just like just meeting people in the metaverse. It's like pulling down the goggles, like not even meeting people. I, in person. I mean, me. like Ready Player One. Have you seen yeah. that? Love that movie. Great movie, it's like i mean that's what's gonna happen but you just you have your goggles on but you're like right in, in front, front of, of that person so you're still like having an interaction it's yeah. just in a digital you're not form. actually i don't know it's, that's it scares weird me. and scares that's like me. my whole job is deals the with the metaverse and it scares the crap <laughs> <laughs> it's coming it's yeah. coming that's for sure i'm sure it is so these readings oh yeah, yeah. i want to hear more so about more readings. about these readings yes okay um so she was telling me the transformation thing um she was telling me that i need to like are you guys aware of like the feminine and masculine oh, yeah. energy? Okay. Like left side is feminine, right side is masculine. <laughs> oh, well, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that I know a little bit. You know Love Island? And- <laughs> <laughs> the left side is feminine. Right side. <laughs> so I sleep on my. Okay. I didn't know that. What? I live with a yoga teacher. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, So she was saying, like, are you single? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, like, you're going to have, like, the love of your life come in the next three to six months. Like, it's going to be really unexpected. But you need to, like, really tap into, like, your femininity. And that's something that I've been working on, like, this whole year. And it sounds really weird, but it's something that I've been seeing, like, on TikTok, like, more women talking about how we're, like, masculine because we provide for ourselves, Mm -hmm. like, as women. And, like, even men these days, I feel like a lot of men aren't as masculine as like our parents. Not you guys. <laughs> not you guys. Definitely not you. Yeah, not you. After wearing like jewelry and pearls <laughs> and stuff. Not like that. Yeah. I'm talking like personality <laughs> wise. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking no, about like you. they're asking women like, what can you bring to the table? I'm yeah. like, who asks a woman that? Like, what can you do for me? Like as a man, yeah. is that not backwards? Like I still find it like sexy when a man can provide, even though I can provide yeah. for myself. Like mm-hmm. I think that having both is good. Right. Yeah. 
He's been out of the game. Well, no, I was actually just <laughs> treading on shallow waters. Don't don't know what to say. Um, well, no, I was just because like we were watching another podcast before this, and something that they were talking about that I thought was interesting, like just speaking of masculine and feminine, but just you know, um, someone like opening doors mm. and like just so being, being chivalrous. Yeah. yeah, chivalrous and uh, paying for a first date. Thousand percent. If I don't, right. I'm gonna hear about it. Yeah, yeah. If I don't hold the door for someone else, like I feel bad. Not it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they're a woman no, or a man. If they're manners. right behind me, it's, it's like manners. Manners. In right. general. And I, I just think that it is something that is getting a little bit lost. It's just chivalry, respect. Right. Um, yeah. Not only just for the opposite gender, but for your own gender as effort well. In effort in general. Yep. Yeah. Like in this city, especially, I feel like just no one wants to put in effort because everybody here is trying to be someone or is someone so then it's like someone yeah, is so weird they don't cares. try no yeah. one tries anymore the one thing i do like about the south because i lived in the south mm-hmm. for a while uh is how much chivalry is still yeah. i was gonna say you're from dallas mm-hmm. so oh, you grew up out there right yeah okay. so i did well, i grew up in maine but like i grew up enough in dallas like okay. i still maine. live there like we still have yeah, yeah. Maine. i've never met anybody yeah. from maine <laughs> Like, what's it like Boston. in Maine? Yeah, yeah, what is Maine like? Oh, no, sorry. Wait, but did you say Boston? Did you just say Boston? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I was thinking Massachusetts. Scratch the free space. Yeah, we'll cut that Don's out. Chris has been out here for too long. He, oh, he's been microdosing too much. <laughs> <laughs> he just thought Boston was in Maine. Okay, anyways, what, what's Maine like? Just um, really quick. I'm, it's kind of like the Dakotas. It's like we have local grocery stores. You guys don't have seasoning? We, like, uh, we don't. A lot of people don't. It's a lot of lobster. It's a lot of seafood. I just, it's super I've heard fresh. it's so good out there. Tex-Mex? Any Tex-Mex? In Maine? It's not everywhere. Really. I live on an island, though. Are you dead? I lived on Bar Harbor, so it's like Maine so is not small. in Texas. How many people were in that shop? Probably like 10,000. Oh, that's smaller than my own town. Yeah. So that is small. There was like 500 people at my high school. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. That, that's sounds, that sounds about right. I yeah. was. I think there was 200 at my high school. So you're really like... Well, I, I went to high school in Carmel, but then in my eighth grade class, there was only 10 people. I grew up in Hawaii. Okay. Oh, yeah. wait, that so makes sense. really, okay. really small. Yeah, it's like everybody dated everybody like twice. Yeah, like you dated someone in middle school, and then you dated him again in high school, and like your best friend dated him, and like that's literally that's the how story. That's crazy. I love it. The incest is so amazing. Like, oh it's like everybody's just like dating. <laughs> 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 dragons. All right. Too much Wait, then really quick then what brought you out to dallas um so i was born in dallas oh, my, okay yeah my uh, it's kind of confusing let me just break down really quick my dad is nigerian so he works in nigeria but he also has like a home in dallas so our home station when my mom and my dad were together was dallas when my mom and dad got divorced my mom moved to maine so now it's like uh, a triangle of like maine dallas nigeria of like family wow do you have siblings yeah, I have 11 siblings. Oh, my what? God. What? What's that like? It's You're never alone, which is why well, it's hard well, for me to be alone. Where are you in the... Third oldest. Third oh oldest. Mm-hmm. Got it. So you wow. probably grew up taking care of your siblings too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like your younger siblings. Because one of my siblings that my mom had, she, I think she's like seven years or eight years difference with me. So it's like she was a baby and I was like old enough to recognize like, mm-hmm. oh, you're, you're a baby. Like yeah. I can babysit you and take care of you and stuff like that. That's crazy. Crazy. So then do you have a massive family then? A really big family. Wow. Yeah. The family get together is supposed to be a freaking party. Um, yeah, it is. But it's like crazy because since my mom lives in Maine, it's kind of hard. Like sometimes we're splitting. Mm-hmm. Like oh, sometimes yeah. we'll do stuff in Maine and sometimes we'll do stuff in Texas. But it's like hard when there's like so many different places, places that everyone yeah. is. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So the transition now to living by yourself, like it's hard. It's that all makes yeah. like, way more sense. Well, it yeah. does in general, but when you leave a family that big to mm-hmm. behind and move out on your own, that's yeah. 
That's tough. And I'm used to having family in the state at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, did you move here with no, like not knowing anybody? Um, so like, I know it's weird. Cause it's like, I know of people like some of my bachelor co-stars live here. And like, I have like random people, like one of my best friends from like middle school, she lives here, but it's kind of far. She's like 45 minutes from me or 30 minutes from me, but it still doesn't feel like home. Yeah. Yeah. It'll take time, yeah. but it will eventually, I think. I mean, it, t- it took me a couple of years, but yeah, you'll get there. <laughs> Don't keep three five years he said before I find my tribe. <laughs> yeah. I'll well, talk to you guys in three years. Three years. <laughs> so was it correct? Uh, yeah. Okay, so back to the reading though. So mm-hmm. I know it said explore your femininity. Mm-hmm. Femininity. Yeah. Femininity. Femininity. I feel like I'm a stutter. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you got from the reading? Um, I mean, a lot of it was like the transformation. She was like, you really need to focus on self. You need to like hone in on your routines, like your morning routine, your night routine. Oh, and she said, you not you need to stop controlling everything. Mm. That's and like, big. I'm a control freak. Mm. Like I have my hands on everything. Mm-hmm. Like ask Matt. He's like, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so she was basically like, nothing is going to happen for you unless yeah. you like let, let the go. reins go. That's, that's really hard. tough. It's I hard. feel like a lot of people struggle with control and like wanting to manipulate the situation so that it works in our favor. Like who doesn't? Right. But just trusting that the process is going to take you through and get you where you need to be is like a difficult thing. Yeah. When you heard that, what did you think was the aspect of your life that you were needed to release the most control? I think it's like the work aspect Yeah. because I'm, since I'm working full time, I'm like pushing, I'm like, Matt, like I need to get into like acting classes. I needed to do this. I need to be on like television because it's like, well, I mean, that's a hustler's mentality yeah. too. I mean, it is, but I think that I'm like pushing too hard mm-hmm. and it's like, I just kind of need to like wait and like keep my feet moving, like still create content, like not push myself to the point where it's like, I'm like butting heads with everybody because yeah. I'm like trying to find a door. Um, and just like let things come to me. Like that's what she was kind of saying is like you're planting the seeds. Just like do it really slowly. Mm-hmm. Wait for things to come to you and don't like force it. So no, that's I don't want to be a hustler. Don't want to be a hustler. I'm tired no. of being a hustler. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be, be a, a passenger princess. <laughs> a passenger princess. <laughs> I have never heard that, I've never heard that phrase either. That's great. That's really fascinating. Uh, I'm, was that your first tarot reading? Just No, so I've had one before, but I can't really remember. I have a really bad memory. So I'm like, no. she I told me something, too. but I'm like, I can't remember it. I actually have a tattoo for tarot cards on my arm. Really? Have you ever got a reading? No. Those are tarot card readings? Oh, I this just thought a, you like daggers and swords. It's the Seven of Swords card. Um, what does that mean? So from my understanding of the card is uh, the story of this soldier who worked for this or was with a company. And he dis- he betrayed his company that he's with, but he mm-hmm. sold their weapons. And when he was leaving, he dropped the weapons and got caught. So the moral of this card is to not to like lie and cheat and steal your way to the top. All right. That's I think amazing. That's what I oh. read. Well, that's my interpretation of it. But like, <laughs> yeah, I think. I was, <laughs> no, like, that's like my interpretation. Of it. I, that, I'm Someone's sure. gonna write in the comments like, "That's no. not it." Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what. But I'm sure that like someone who actually reads right. has many interpretations of what that means. But that was the one that I I, I identified with. So yeah. I like that. And now it's on my body. So it's, hey, it's, it's there forever. <laughs> Please be right. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next for you? Uh, what's next for me? I'm letting go. What's yep. next is just living life, finding my tribe, taking time, mm-hmm. um, enjoying life. I yep. feel like I don't want to have to like live up to the standards. Like what's next? Like mm-hmm. what's coming for you? I'm sick of that question. In the Do time. you? 
so do you think since you're out here in LA now and after coming off the shows and mm -hmm. everything, and then, you know, you were talking about some of the people that may have gotten more airtime mm -hmm. or all the other p contestants on those shows, do you ever find yourself comparing uh, yeah. what they're doing versus what you're doing? I know I do it all the time. I'm sure we all fall victim to it. Mm -hmm. Is that something you encounter? A hundred percent. Really? Um, and it's something that I like bring up, like even to my manager, I'm like, well, this person's doing this. Like, you know, why can't we do this? And mm -hmm. like, there's just like, you have to remember, like you have a lane and mm -hmm. like you're in your lane for a reason. And mm -hmm. there's a reason that the audience didn't resonate with you as much as they resonated with this other person. And like, maybe that's not your audience. Like maybe you're knocking on the wrong door. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm starting to understand is like, I'm comparing myself to people who aren't in the same lane as me. That's hard to recognize yeah. and like to see that for, I mean... I probably, we all probably deal with that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I fall victim to it all the time. You look at photographers or mm -hmm. um, just people in general, it doesn't even have to be in necessarily in the same industry. You just kind of look at them and see what they're doing, all the awesome things they're accomplishing. You're like, right. why am I not doing that as well? Or why am I not at that same level that they're at? Mm -hmm. But like you said, everybody's in their own lane. It's your time. It's your reality. Right. If you can stop comparing yourself to everybody else, mm -hmm. I feel like you're going to be, you're going to mm -hmm. go a lot farther and be a lot happier while you're doing it. Yeah. And maybe you're meant to be bigger than the person that you're comparing yourself to. And it's just not the right time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a big believer in like, there's people who like peak in high school. Like mm -hmm. we were probably looking at the kids in high school, like, why don't I look like you? Yeah. And then they went down exponentially after that. And it's like people who peak after high school, it's like there was a reason that you didn't peak at that time. Mm -hmm. And so like, I remember those times it's like, I was ugly and I was not cool. <laughs> like, so now I'm like, well, my time is coming. It's just, there's certain things that have to happen in my life first. And I believe yeah. that hundred yeah. percent. And we've, we've had this conversation many times too, but like, I mean, we're all in our thirties and like, still opportunities still coming we're still figuring things out so like right. even if we're i mean even if i am 40 yeah you're not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like or if, like but, later in life figuring it out taking on new opportunities i don't think age really matters as no. long as we like continue to strive and grow with whatever is thrown your way as some right. of the most successful people have built something in their 40s you know mm -hmm. like yeah. it's like there's always time there's always time. 100 percent. yeah no i i agree i think age this is such a cliche but age is just a number mm -hmm. it doesn't mean if you're at 26 or at 30 or 35 mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you need to be somewhere right at, yeah. because of your age yeah it is your time it's your reality and it's your destiny to be where you're going okay. um yeah I, I think that's just such an old way of thinking that we've attributed to nowadays where mm -hmm. it's very different where people in the past you know, it was such a checklist of things mm -hmm. like you, you go to school, you, you maybe go to college, then you go get married and then you get your job and then you die at your job. And like right. that's, and I even, well, you have some babies in there. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> oh yeah, sure, sure. One of those too. But it's just like all, all checked it, check all these boxes. And I was even watching something the other day and it's just like, um, how different generations aspire for jobs and it was yeah. a funny tiktok thing and it was like boomers just like i just want a job and mm -hmm. then it was gen gen x and they're like well if this job suits my career and then it was millennials and like well if they have oat milk and kombucha i'm there and then gen, gen z is like what's a job and yeah it was like but it's like it's the mindset is shifted mm -hmm. and it there's just a lot more opportunity out there for everybody yeah. so Finding your way may take longer, maybe quicker, but it's going to be, it's very different than it used to be is my point. I agree. And I think that we also have to like be careful of how we compare to people because the internet is a lie. Oh yeah. I've seen so many people who appear like something or that they're doing something online and in reality they're doing nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who have no social media and no following and they're doing amazing mm -hmm. things in real life. So yeah. I'm like, 
yeah, it looks like that online, but I'm also really cautious. Like, be careful what you're comparing yourself to because you're probably comparing yourself to not actually what reality yeah. is. Yeah. It's all a facade and an mm -hmm. illusion that people can create. And yeah. You don't even actually know what's real and what's not. Yeah. yeah. I always say whatever I'm the most active on social is when I'm the le least the busy least. in real life. Because you have time. Because <laughs> you have time to do it. Because I have time. Yeah. Well, if you don't see me post or comment back or that kind of stuff. You're I'm in probably, Italy traveling yeah, the world. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing something way cooler than sitting at my house and like, oh, I need to make a reel. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, it, it's true. <laughs> but I'll say some of like the most successful people just post and they get off or like yeah. whatever, like even like Joe Rogan just like throws shit up there and then yeah. just gets off. Yeah. And what, like there's that strategy too. Unless you're yeah, like a Joe content Rogan. creation, then it's, and then, then it's harder. It's like, yeah, yeah. Cause then you actually have to put thought have, and effort yeah. into it. Mm -hmm. um, so transitioning from working to content creation, mm -hmm. is that like, do you post daily? Is that something like coming up with ideas and, is that an issue for you or is that easy? Does it flow? Um, it used to be really easy for me. And I find now that it's harder because I'm kind of like in a weird growing stage in my life where I've been doing it. I feel like so hard. I've been going so hard trying to post every single day, trying to make content like weekly, trying to make reels, trying to keep up with the algorithm. Mm -hmm. And it's like you get burned out. Like in yeah. working full time, I'm like my creativity mm -hmm. is like dwindling. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do I not lose this creativity that I had? Because I used to love to share everything. And now it's like. I do it. Like, I'll take a picture of this and like, I'll post it. And I'm like, Ugh. it's like, I'm dreading doing it. <laughs> it is really hard to, I mean, I don't do it the way you guys do it. Like as much as you guys, and it's exhausting just on the little bit mm -hmm. that I do. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. It's harder than it looks. Yeah. I'll say that yesterday I gave a, a different approach to my content that I post. What is you? And this was me going to the store and getting a product and then taking and doing a photo shoot at my house. I never film my film outside in the real world. I always have my studio mm -hmm. i film in there and that's like my little safe zone right so nobody sees me mm -hmm. but because you know we all fall victim to when we're walking down the street and we see people like taking the selfies yeah. out there and you're like oh look at that person <laughs> taking a selfie doing a yeah. tiktok or something and so i didn't want to do that i had my own mental block about it but yesterday i was just like f it let me go out and do this so i filmed and that was you know, getting in my car, I say something, and then I walk it to Ralph's or Whole Foods or something, do that. I'm filming in the store. Look at you. Oh, it was scary. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> you did this by yourself? I did this by myself. Congratulations. Yeah, it was a big, big Proud step. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a clap. Thank you, Chris. Uh, <laughs> but it, it is difficult, and it's hard to be consistent. And, it but is. That's how you got to do it, I guess. Right? Yeah. And when you're doing it for a business like strategy, like as a content creator, like mm -hmm. you having to like post certain links and like you have to make sure that you're like product facing and like you're tagging the product. It's mm -hmm. like there's so many different things that go in. It's not just posting. So that's why it becomes exhausting because you're like, I have to make it worth it. And you're all doing it for the most part by yourself. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. You have a team, but it's like, unless you're you have having like to assistant. come up with, yeah, yeah, you're having to come up with these ideas. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's difficult, Evan. Yeah, I know it's difficult. It's him right? in the grocery store. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I'm here at Ralph's. I'm like totally like, I love it. Did you? Did I'm you just, do I'm just that? like, hey guys, I'm at Ralph's. Hey, here, come here, just come talk to me. No, I didn't do any of that. I'm literally have my phone out like this, and I'm walking down the aisle just. <laughs> You're barely doing. Shit, they saw me, and I'm just so nervous. I go to that Ralph's all the time. I was like, oh yeah. That's how it was the other day. Like I was filming with Nancy, and, and we were like in front of Zinc, and she wanted me to go like in front of these people and like skate and stuff. I'm like Nancy, like do you used to be so good at get, that stuff? Let's get like in the alley yeah. around nobody, like in front uh, yeah. of a wall. I mean, at the same time, like yeah, sure, I've had those moments of judgment, and I shouldn't have those on others. But when you get boiled down, who the fuck cares, no, man? True, for sure, like. 
if you're doing it for a purpose and you're doing it to grow, you're doing it for your business, especially if you're building a business and you're trying to get out there and you're making yourself vulnerable, fucking do it. Like just don't, don't worry about what other people are looking at you and do and judging you because you're holding your phone and you're taking a selfie or you're filming something out in public. That, that might Just be like it. one of the only redeeming factors about LA is everyone is. Everyone yeah. does it. So normal, yeah. yeah. So you can literally if, ask somebody and it's like, oh no, I, I don't do that unless you pay me. And it's like, what? You're a stranger on the road. <laughs> I just think it's like the funniest thing when you see someone, they're like, hi guys, welcome. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah. <laughs> when they're done they have to edit yeah. the video and post it <laughs> or they have to do it again yeah <laughs> that's even better just like hey guys oh, i didn't like that yeah. one hey guys oh no yeah. hey guys <laughs> that's the only thing i'm like it's hilarious it's it's crazy to watch that that's our reality now yeah, yeah. and i'm a part of it yeah <laughs> uh, well this has been a fantastic chat i've really enjoyed having you on we've all enjoyed having you on where can people find you reach you everything you yeah. guys can reach me. Hey, guys. Uh, you can reach me on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Deandra Kanu. That's all my handles. Awesome. We'll throw that up there so people can see it. Um, thank you so much for thank coming Thank you guys on. for having thank me. You. I yeah, love this. This is, this is awesome. We'll have you back. I would love to In three back. years. In three years. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll have you back. So whenever I have my So, so we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll have touch. them on, too. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. This is Decent Human Podcast. Have a great day. <laughs>